Welcome to the Refuge City Church Midweek Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Thrower, the lead pastor of Refuge City Church. So let's get into Sunday Sermon. Well, welcome back. Um, I want to just kind of give a recap on our sermon uh, from last week. And um, I know you guys probably missed me last week because I didn't do a podcast. Um, you can stop grieving now because I'm back. Um, and it was kind of a busy week last week, but I'll get into some of that, what I was involved with in just a little bit. Um, anyway, so this past Sunday, we went through um, another I am statement of Jesus because that's what series we're in. I am. I know it's creative. Uh, but anyway, um, we looked at when Jesus said that he is the door. All right. Before we get into that, that's found in John's gospel, chapter 10. It's important to understand what happened in John chapter nine. This is where Jesus uh, healed the guy who was blind. He kind of takes mud, spits in it, rubs it on the guy's eyes. And he says, you know, go and wash your face. Um, Not girl, wash your face, man, wash your face. And um, anyway, after this, the man did and he was able to see. Now, naturally, he wanted to know who healed him. And so Jesus spoke to him and said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Um, this isn't the first time Jesus says that he is the light of the world. In fact, uh, he had just got through saying that uh, in the temple courts. And now he's using Brother Man as a classic sermon illustration. I say classic, but I don't think anybody else has ever used this as an illustration. Um, anyway, you would think this miracle would have made everyone happy around him, but there were some skeptical, um, I guess these were some religious skeptical people. Was it even the same man, some asked. Uh, the Pharisees, too, they were doubtful. They called his parents over and began to just really grill them with questions, asking them to verify their son's identity. The Pharisees took a legalistic approach to the healing and the fact that Jesus performed it on the Sabbath and heavens knows, you don't do that. This was the day that there wasn't supposed to be any work done. And so therefore healing was breaking their laws. Um, after arguing with the man for a short while, they eventually just cast, um, cast him out of the synagogue. And in their eyes, the former blind man couldn't possibly have experienced God since he wasn't healing since he wasn't healed in the way that they expected God to heal. So this healing couldn't be valid. It couldn't have been God. So instead of rejoicing that the blind man had experienced God and now he has sight, they decided they would act as a block or obstacle to access God. They were trying to be a door, and this is why this is important. They were trying to be a door to God themselves. And this is why Jesus is giving his response, I am the door of the sheep. So there's really no break between chapter 9 and 10, just kind of continuation of a story from a man who receives sight, Pharisees who are ticked off, they cast him out of the synagogue because they viewed themselves as the door. But Jesus says to them, "Mm, actually, I am the door. And so Jesus is saying, I am the door not you, you know, because I know you think you are. I am the one who decides who comes in and who goes out and who experiences God. Now, what Jesus is doing here is reinforcing his deity to the religious establishment. So why is it that Jesus would communicate to these religious leaders that he is the door? Well, again, let's think about context. 
The Pharisees, religious leaders, followers of the law, doers of the law, workers of the law, finding their life and their identity by following the ways of the Torah. And these Pharisees would actually see themselves as gatekeepers to righteousness. And they would make intercession happen for others to come into relationship with God. You see, this term for door was not an unusual um, to the Jewish community. For many of the Jews would see themselves as entering into heaven by way of the door. And these religious leaders viewed this blind man as one of their sheep. They didn't celebrate the fact that he was healed. Instead, they exiled him from the community of the Jews These Pharisees dismissed this man because he testified to the healing power of Jesus Christ. These religious leaders cared more about their own power, not the power of God. They cared more about their own control and not the sovereignty of God. Jesus reintroduces himself to these Pharisees and he says, wait, 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 hold on, fellas. I am the door. The religious rituals aren't the door. The bishops aren't the door. Hello. The prophets aren't the door. Jesus steps into the scene and he says, let me put my God card out and trump you and let you know who I am and thus letting you know who you truly are. And what Jesus is communicating to these leaders, to these Pharisees is this, and don't miss this. Jesus Christ is the only way into a relationship with God. Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life. Jesus Christ is the only way by which we may be forgiven of our sins These Pharisees consumed themselves with their own power, with their own glory, with their own systems, with their own will, and they missed the King of glory standing right before them. They missed him. The one who's full of mercy, full of grace, full of forgiveness. And when we miss Jesus the door, we will continue to walk in darkness. And now our topic of the week, death by a million doors. So I mentioned I was... uh, had a busy schedule last week, and one of the things I was a part of was a cultural enrichment-type luncheon at a university, and they had community and business leaders. They also had local religious leaders, which included someone from the Baha'i religion, Presbyterians, Catholics, LDS, Pentecostals. I mean, this is almost sound like a bar joke. Um, and then there was me, just a follower of King Jesus. Um, now, the Baha'i religion was kind of new to me. Um, I've heard about it in the past, but never really researched it until now. And you could thank me later because now I'm going to enrich you with all of this knowledge. According to the Baha'i, which was started in Iran in the 1800s, uh, they say that throughout history, God has sent to humanity a series of divine educators known as manifestations of God, whose teachings have provided the basis for the advancement of civilization. And I'm only quoting from their website. These manifestations have included Abraham, Krishna, Zarustar, I'm guessing that's how you pronounce that, Moses, Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad. Uh, Bahu'Allah, the latest of these messengers, explained that the religions of the world come from the same source and are in essence successive chapters of one religion from God. I hope you heard that. They're all one religion from God. Uh, Baha'is believe the crucial need facing humanity is to find a unifying vision of the future of society and of the nature and purpose of life. Such a vision unfolds in the writings of Baha'u'llah. I'm, again, guessing that's how you pronounce that. 
Buhayala announced that he was the bearer of a message destined to transform humanity's spiritual life. His mission was to prepare the way for the coming and a second messenger from God greater than himself, who would usher in an age of peace and justice. They believe that every human being possesses an immortal, rational soul that passes through this world for a brief time and continues for eternity to advance towards God. Our life's purpose is to progress spiritually by serving our fellow human beings. In doing so, we acquire the divine qualities we need in the life to come. To summarize, um, the Baha'i believe that the essence of all of the prophets of God is one and the same. As they commonly say, there is one light but many lamps, or for our conversation today, there is one God, but many doors to him. It's a oneness of God, oneness of religion, oneness of mankind, oneness of men and women and sexuality. We're all the same. This is classic universalism at its finest. Now, back to my meeting. It was interesting. You know, I really had no expectation. Uh, so we all get up there, the religious leaders, that is, on the little platform, and they ask us a question, you know, what we believe. And so as the Baha'i characterized their religion, they said, we're all up here on this stage with the same message. And sadly, the majority of these religious leaders agreed, except, of course, yours truly and that Pentecostal preacher, who I really like, by the way. And of course, when it was finally my time to talk, I just gently said, listen, I'm really only about seeing the kingdom of Jesus and to see that on earth as it is in heaven. So now you know about the Baha'i and sadly, this is the way of culture. That evening, we were actually at the university and where students would have an opportunity to go to different religious booths as they were being fed. And lo and behold, the booth right beside me was the Baha'i and tons of students ventured into their booth. Um, like I said, it's the way of the culture. It's, it's the message they present. Whatever path you want and whatever door you want to enter, that will lead you. It will still lead you to God, except Jesus destroys that idea. Why? Christ is the door. Christ the door is life. This ain't the Baha'i or the Muslim Jesus who was just a prophet or the J-dubs Jesus who was a created angel or this ain't the Jesus that was created by Heavenly Father or Spirit Mother. This is Jesus who was the door to life. This is the I Am that spoke to Moses. This is the Jesus that Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. This is the Jesus that in John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and that all things were made through him. That's who this Jesus is. And he looks at the universalists today just as he did when he stared in the faces of the religious establishments and deflates their balloons and says, no, no, I am the door. Jesus is the way, not your way, not my way, not a universalist way, Jesus's way. There's only one door. Jesus is the door. And if you are still listening to today's podcast, thank you very much. For listening, uh, if you want to learn more about our church, check us out at refugecitychurch.com. We're also on the gram at Refuge Cedar City. We are also on Spybook, I mean Facebook, at Refuge City Church. And until next week, be blessed. Bye-bye.